Hey friend, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Pro Organizers Coach podcast. In today's episode, I coach with Donna inside of the Pro Organizers Group coaching community. We talk about how to figure out your ideal client, marketing, who are you speaking to, pricing, realtors, and so much more. So make sure to stay tuned through the end. I also wanted to remind you, if you have not joined our free Facebook group, go to facebook.com slash groups slash pro organizers coach, or go to the group section and just search pro organizers coach. Come join us inside of there so you can stay up to date on all the things going on here at POC. Plus, if you are stuck in your business, go to the links in the show notes or go to ProOrganizersCoach.com to see all of the ways that I can help you get unstuck in your business. Also, my website course is available and it includes the Squarespace template. I am still creating my other two courses for how to start your own organizing business, so definitely be on the lookout for those. And last but not least, if you have a question and would like to be featured on a Quick Tip Tuesday here on the podcast, then go to ProOrganizersCoach.com and scroll down to the record button. Record your question and I will feature you on an upcoming episode of POC. All right, let's jump into this live coaching with Donna and thank you for being a listener of the podcast. I truly appreciate you. I'm Samantha Brown, professional organizer, decluttering specialist, and business coach. I created Pro Organizers Coach to empower you to reach new heights in your business. I'm on a mission to build a supportive sisterhood of passionate professional organizers. So whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just getting started, this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. So I have Donna Fleischman. She is one of the newest members of the Pro Organizers Group Coaching Community. And so she got this one-on-one coaching session as a thank you for joining the membership. Plus, my goal in doing this is I love meeting the new members and making sure to like, you know, help them from the very beginning to get their questions answered or see maybe where they are, help with some mindsets or whatever it is they're dealing with. I love coaching, as all of you probably know if you listen to me. So thank you, Donna, for allowing me to put this on the podcast. Thank you for having me. First, tell us a little bit about where you are in your business. So I started in August of 23, working with friends and family and I've had a few referrals and I think one from my website, one from the flyers I passed out. Anyway, so stayed decently busy up until Christmas and really slow since, but next week I have four days scheduled. So that is amazing. My first year, like I had already, like I launched in January, but my first real January, which was, you know, essentially a year later was crickets. Like I was great up until Christmas and then right after Christmas, which I thought would be the busiest time of the year, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. after New Year's and yeah. So I had all these expectations for me to just be like booked out solid. And then it was crickets. I think I may have had like two sessions all of January that year. And then as February started to hit, people started to call. But no, I completely understand where you're at right now. (laughs) What do you hope to achieve in our time together today? Like, what would you like to walk away with? Um, Well, I think just 
like some maybe talking through some ideas for marketing myself, which then when I get busy, I'm like, well, I don't know how much I want to market myself, but just some like practical things I can do to just get my name out there a little more. So it's not just word of mouth. Yeah. Well, and, you know, word of mouth is obviously fantastic. It's the best way, you know, going above and beyond for the clients we have to make sure that they become our biggest fans and they become our marketing machine is always a good policy. But I get what you're saying. Like you're talking about like on social or or just in, in person, whatever those things are. How are you marketing yourself currently? I, I'm doing Instagram, Facebook posts, some, um, not nothing consistent. Say I passed out flyers in my neighborhood. I um I got on the LinkedIn, but I literally signed up and haven't gone back to finish doing anything else. So I yeah, that's where I'm kind of just I feel a little frozen and like, okay, I need a plan and I need like to just have some like one, two, threes and I'm completely the same way. Like give me a system or some kind of like steps and I can follow it all day long. But when I don't have those steps in place, I'm uh, like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> okay, so let me preface this. I hate when people talk about your ideal client and niching down only because I think it's become this thing where we almost end up tripping ourselves up over it. But the thing I do know, like for me, that has worked and that I've seen work in others is when you talk to one person, doesn't matter who it is. But when you talk to one person, you talk to many. When you are talking to multiple people, you are talking to no one. So I wonder if maybe it would be a little more beneficial for just a few minutes for us to kind of figure out who are you talking to? Like who would be somebody you would love to like work with, but then also sit down and have like a cup of coffee with kind of thing? That's hard. I mean, so worked with a young mom, really loved that, um, that was just overwhelmed, worked with a couple of older people. And I feel like I'm pretty good at that, like um, patient and just I do fine. That's actually what got me started was when my mother-in-law passed away at 94 and I was trying to figure out what I could do. And I'm like, I love older people, but I don't want to go sit and just visit with you for three hours. So I was like, but if I could help you. So anyway, that was kind of what got me thinking about organizing. So. And and some, sometimes, no, that does help because, you know, like for me, for instance, my story was I had to learn how to do this for myself in my own home. And then the weight that came off of my shoulders was like, oh my gosh, like if I'm this overwhelmed and I feel this much better, I could do this for other moms that are overwhelmed. And so that became who I was talking to. And so for you, if you are okay with the older people that, you know, like if that's something that like you enjoy then maybe it is more of talking to older people. But if you worked with a young mom and that sparked something in you, like it doesn't really matter which you talk to, right? But we just need to kind of hone in on one person because you could be talking to, let's say, the overwhelmed mom, right? But then an elderly person could be like, oh yeah, I'm stressed that way. Like the emotional, they could still feel like you're talking to them. So it's not like you're excluding anyone. It just helps when your messaging is to one person versus everyone. Okay. Well, I see what you're saying. Okay. Let's go with the older person. Okay. Perfect. Like, tell me a little bit more about, did you say it was your grandmother? Who did you say that was? Mother-in-law. Yes. Mother-in-law. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about how that transpired or like what about that that you loved? 
I was her primary caretaker, so she loved, she was actually a minimalist, so she didn't have a whole lot of stuff to organize, although we definitely redid her closet many times, so she wouldn't wear winter clothes in the summer and all that. I loved spending time with her, but I'm just not good at sitting and doing nothing with my hands, so that's what made me just think. And then one of my first clients was a lady that needed help with her mother-in-law. She was just completely overwhelmed. And so I got to go over there and all four of us, the husband and wife and the mother-in-law, we all worked together. And like that was just really rewarding. And they were so grateful, like that somebody could come in neutral and just kind of help her. You know, she had broken her arm. And so like, well, what, what do you need to make your kitchen work better? And so like between the four of us, we like made a huge dent in our house and they were like, oh, we can breathe. Yeah, there's so many pieces of like content there. And even like I just went and helped a lady that had fallen. And when she called me, when I told her whenever I was like, listen, I'll just become because she was still mentally aware, right? There's a difference between elderly people that have like dementia and that kind of stuff. But then the elderly people that are still mentally aware, they just physically can't do it anymore. And so for her, she was still completely all the way there. She just couldn't physically do it because she had just fallen. So I was like, oh, well, I'll be- I'll come and essentially become your hands and feet and we'll do this thing together. Like you can sit in a chair. You tell me what you need done. We'll talk it out back and forth and I'll help you through this process. And she was like, perfect. That's exactly what I need, you know? And so would you prefer it being someone that is mentally aware and that is able, like just need someone to be their hands and feet? Or do you like the fact that it's helping kind of the children of the people. I mean, I really enjoy both. I know I went twice and helped this lady and then she got all upset because her daughter-in-law actually cleaned out her kitchen. I didn't do it, thankfully. And she was like missing things that actually were right there. But anyway, she was like, I'm not doing anymore. Like we've got her safe and I'm not willing to take the blame. (laughs) So I didn't ever go back, but I did enjoy working with her and Sorry, I don't feel like I have a strong... No, no, you're good. This is this is what we're here for. This is coaching, is like figuring this thing out. You don't have to have the answer. It's just asking questions and trying to figure it out together. The reason I ask that is because would you be talking more to the children? Like, hey, do you have a parent? Or would you be talking more to the person that is older, but still like living by themselves? And, you know, they just need help physically doing the thing. And sorting and, you know, that kind of stuff. And it can get tricky when family's involved. So my advice (laughs) would be probably ideally if it could be. And when I say older, it could even be someone that, you know, is like 60, but is still working a full-time job and just doesn't have the time to do it. Like it doesn't necessarily need to be someone that's 80 or anything. But if you start targeting more of that like older clientele, then at least you have someone you're talking to. So now, now it's a matter of figuring out like, well, what would their pain points be? So their pain points would be, you know, that they need someone to be their hands and feet. They also would need, a lot of them like to collect things, <laughs> like I could collect, quote unquote. And so what I've learned with a lot of the elderly people I work with is it's more of taking your time, helping them, like having that patience to take your time to go through one item at a time. And so that's kind of a pain point and something that you can market in a way of 
you know, do you have these collectibles? Do you have these things that you would like to go through, but you just need someone by your side to help you go through those things? Like, is the idea of the of going through it overwhelming you? Well, let me come help you side by side. Like, this is a collaborative, because especially with older people, they don't like people touching their stuff if they aren't a part of the process. They've already lost so much control of their lives. And so, yeah, a challenge to be really honoring them and listen to their stories, too. I think that's a big one. Like, Absolutely. Being patient and wanting to hear their stories, you know, and just yeah, honoring them. And helping them. them feel special and yes. helping them feel heard and seen when they maybe haven't feel felt heard or seen in a very long time. And so it's even those little things that are very powerful when we are talking to that person. And when you're actually doing the sessions with those people, that's what I mean by like going above and beyond is taking the time to listen and taking the time to be like, wow, that's amazing. Um, I love that story about this little bear that your your niece bought you. It's so cute. Okay, so this is definitely a keeper. But now what about this other thing? And like, you know, still kind of being able to bring it back to let's get the job done. But at the same time, having the patience and the willingness to to do exactly what you said of, of being able to be patient and kind and and, you know, help them feel seen and heard. Okay, so if we figured out that that's who you ideally would like to talk to, and here's the thing with business. If you start working with some elderly people and you're like, okay, I thought this was who I wanted to talk to, but I've really decided this is not my cup of tea. That's okay. Now you've learned what you don't like. So now let's pivot who you're talking to of maybe someone else by then that you've worked with that you loved working with for different reasons. Like if you're not stuck in any one type of person. It's just about, especially in the beginning when you're first starting your business, it's about figuring out, okay, let's pick somebody. I don't, I don't even care who it is. Just somebody that you might enjoy working with. Let's try it. If that doesn't work, well, then we'll pivot and find someone else that you do enjoy working with. But it's, you, you kind of have to go through those things to figure out who are the people I enjoy working with. And that's where my frustration comes in when people talk about ideal client and niching down is it's almost like they expect you to have the answer in the beginning and then you're going to be stuck with that forever. And that's not at all like what, you know, how it turns out. Okay. So if we were talking to, let's say specifically, if the lady was, let's see, most people retire around the age of what, like 65. So maybe she's more like 65, 67. Maybe she just retired. So she's been sitting at home for a little bit. And now she's starting to look around and realize like, oh, I do have a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know? And so now maybe is she's at a place where she's realizing, okay, I do need some help. I would love someone to come in and help me go through these things. I'm still somewhat physically able, like maybe she's still able to physically get in there with you. Um, maybe she's not, that doesn't really matter. But the point is, is that she's realizing that she's overwhelmed by her stuff. Um, and so now whenever you go to do like a social media post, it's just a matter of being like, hey, does this speak to her? And that's where that avatar thing comes in and that whole like speaking to one person. Because like, let's say you put a post on, you know, Instagram or Facebook, doesn't really matter where, but you put a post out and it was like, 
do you look around your house and realize that there's piles of stuff everywhere and you are so overwhelmed by it? I would love to come help you go through those piles. It's what I do. Or, you know, let's just say that's what you said. Well, that one thing, you're thinking of that 65-year-old woman looking around her house. But at the same time, a 20-something-year-old mom is going to have piles around her house, too. (laughs) So all of a sudden, both of them feel like you're talking to them. Got to get down to those, like, very specific feelings that people are having when they're in their pain point, which the pain point is normally too much stuff or not enough time to go through said stuff. And then talk to them about the weight that you know will come off of their shoulders and how you love coming in. Because here's what I've learned. A lot of people think that organizing is the home edit, right? Essentially like, oh, I'm going to come in in 30 minutes. I'm going to do it for you. It's going to be in bins and baskets. We're going to spend a ton of money on all this stuff. I'm going to make it look perfect and it's all going to happen without you having to make a decision. That's what people think organizing is. So we, me, all of you, like we're on a mission to help people realize actually that's part two of organ. That is the organizing. But step one of that is the decluttering. And the decluttering, a lot of times with my clients, we go through the decluttering and they're so happy after that. We don't ever even make it to step two because they're just so thankful it got decluttered. It automatically looks more organized. And I feel like that that's kind of who you're targeting to are the people that need to more declutter. Because like you said, you want to actually like listen to their stories and talk to them. And so does that kind of help you for like understanding like when you go to post and stuff? Okay. Hey, friend, are you getting stuck in the challenges of launching or growing your business? Do you feel overwhelmed by all of the things that you think you should be doing? Girl, I've been exactly where you are, which is why I'm now offering unstuck coaching sessions. For just $77, you get 60 minutes of one-on-one personalized support and the expert guidance that you need to navigate your way to success. Don't let obstacles hold you back any longer. This coaching is the answer you've been searching for. Are you ready to know exactly what your next steps are? Book your session today and rediscover the hope and clarity you need to thrive. Go to ProOrganizersCoach.com or click the link in the show notes and I will see you there. Now, on the marketing side of things, now I know you and I had talked about your Google the other day and you're killing it. In my opinion, Google, especially when you're first starting a business, is more important than your Facebook or Instagram. Like it just is. If you can look at your Facebook or Instagram as your portfolio, what would I want someone to see if I were to hand them a notebook of the jobs I've done kind of thing? Or if I wanted to tell them a little bit about who I am, you know, or quotes I like, or, you know, those types of things. That's what your social media, like your befores and afters, your quotes, your that stuff. Um, but when it comes to your Google, Google now has the opportunity where we can post on there as well. So when you pop it on your social media, pop it over on your Google page as well, because someone may find you only by Google. And a lot of people search now through Google. 
So that's why having that Google platform is so important. And you're, you, you are doing fantastic with that and getting those reviews and getting people to tell from their point of view. It's a way those testimonials, like, yes, it's great to have a few testimonials on your website. People will look at those, but there's something about it being in like the review format. Cause we're all used to like Amazon and looking at reviews and reading what people say and. So our Google profile is essentially our Amazon thing. Like we're trying to sell our services, but here's our reviews of what our customers have went through working with us, which is why it matters so much. But yeah, whenever you create a post in Canva, wherever you create it, the places I normally go is I put it on my socials, I pop it on Google, and then I take that same post and I pop it on Find My Organizer. That at least is helping me grow and like kind of plant these seeds that it takes time to do. But it for me, it's a system that works because I know the steps to do. Like, okay, I've got some befores and afters. I'm going to create a post on Canva, make it, you know, it doesn't have to be beautiful, pretty, whatever. It literally is just the before and after side by side. Maybe my website at the bottom of it or something. And then it literally in the corners just says like before, after, but you can see the before and the after. And the other tip I have on taking photos, try as best you can to get it from the same angle. Now, it doesn't always have to be that way. It just makes it look better when you go to create the post. But okay, I've created this before and after post on Canva or quote post or whatever it is. Now, I have four places I'm going to go post it. I'm going to go post it on my Instagram, my Facebook, my Google, and then on Find My Organizer. The exact same post. Because, like, that is going to, A, take your effort of the time you spent creating that post. Like, we might as well use it in as many places as we can. And, B, people don't necessarily, like, oh, go look at our Google and our and our Instagram and our Facebook and our Find... Like, they're not looking at all of them and being like, Oh, you had the same post everywhere, you know? So it's better and it's going to help us more the more that we can get it in multiple places, but without overwhelming ourselves. That's kind of that key. And so for me, that was the process I was okay with that allowed me to actually post. Because if it wasn't as simple as create a post, post it in these four places. Like if it wasn't that simple, I'm not going to do it because then it's just like, yeah, it's too much. No, thank you. So how would something like that feel as like a to-do list of doing a post? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I hadn't thought about doing it like that. So. Yeah. I think a lot of us try to think of like, oh, we need like a Facebook strategy. We need an Instagram strategy. We need a Google strategy. We need a, you know, and it's really not like, You need your foundational pieces, which the point of being on Find My Organizer is not necessarily to get leads. Very few people get leads through Find My Organizer. But what it does do is when someone searches in Google the name of your business, the more places you show up online, it all of a sudden is like, oh, okay, well, this, you know, Donna, her business is on Oh, here's her Google profile. Yep, I see her review. So she's a legit business. Oh, she's on Facebook and she's on fine. Like it just gives them to where it's not just one place that you are. It's more about just kind of upping your online presence because let's face it, 
that's how people figure out if you're a legit business or not, is they go Google you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then in your wording, because I know right now you're redoing your website. And so in your wording, specifically for the description on Google, for the description on Find My Organizer, and to help you when you're creating posts, it's a nice little description to kind of come back to, to be like, hey, is this really talking to that person? If you could come up with just like a couple of paragraphs, doesn't have to be long, um, maybe even just like 10 sentences total, you know, whatever. Like, for instance, you said you were a caregiver, right? Of like your mother-in-law. That's something I would definitely like put in there somehow is, you know, as a caregiver of my mother-in-law, because the second you say the word caregiver, they're going to know you're compassionate and caring. And like, you have these qualities that caregivers have, right? So you want to tell a little bit about who you are, like, if you have kids, if you have a husband, you know, it like your previous jobs, but you don't necessarily want to be like, well, I was the CEO of a blah, blah, blah. You know, like you don't really want to do it that way. It's more of just like for me on mine, it says I have two teenagers or I have four kids, two teenagers and two fur babies. Like, because for me, that that matters that people know that my dogs are my kids, <laughs> like you know. Um, and so it's just about like telling a few sentences about you, making sure that you talk about being a wife or a mom, and then maybe like a previous job or two with those words of like caregiver, that kind of thing. Then going into, and the way I help my clients is I love to meet you right where you are with no judgment and help you declutter one item at a time or help you sort or, you know, whatever those words are for you that, that like feel natural to you. Um, but you want to give a, a couple of sentences of like how they feel when they're overwhelmed, but then the joy it brings you and, and how they feel, how your clients feel after working with you. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And definitely maybe do some journaling on that and like maybe send it to me later. And then I can kind of like, I'll help you like kind of tweak it. And then you can literally take that like kind of bio those, you know, those two paragraphs. And that's what you can pop on your about page on the website, your Google profile description, find my organizer description, you know, like there's multiple places that you kind of need a description of like who you are. Um, and so it's really nice to have those couple of paragraphs that are kind of your bio, but it's also, it's a little bit about you because people need to know like who's coming in their home, but then it's more about also my mission or my passion is to help overwhelmed, you know, women that get stressed when they pull in the driveway because they're so worried about their pantry or whatever, honing in on a couple of pain points. But then immediately switching it to, I love when after working with clients, helping them release and how they feel so much peace, you know, by giving them the hope of, you know, here's how you may feel now, but after working with me, these are the ways that you will feel. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And you can go back to your experience of what you've done so far, the people you've helped and think about like, well, how did they feel when I did the consultation or when we first started talking? What was some of the wording that they used? 
and then going back and feel and like maybe even reading a few reviews that people have left you and like, you know, kind of realizing the wording that they used and how good they felt and kind of pull from those places. Since you have already worked with a handful of people, like it's good to go back and be like, okay, let me reflect on that a little bit to help come up with those couple of paragraphs. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then here's the other thing, you know, each thing that we do, which I know it's, it's so hard when you first get started to see it this way. Right. But for me, each little thing I do is a brick or planting a seed, like of me growing this thing. Right. And at some point it ends up kind of taking on not a, a mind of its own, but like it starts to grow organically because you start getting the word of mouth. You've got multiple posts. You've got good reviews. Like now all of a sudden it starts to grow on its own. But there's not really like one particular thing that it's like, oh, here's the magic answer that's going to have everyone lined up at your door ready to work with you. Like there just isn't, you know, it's business and it's business in, in, you know, it's a service-based local business that has to be online. (laughs) So you're kind of at this like, you know, and the other thing though, that I did do in the beginning, which are just a few ideas and you don't have to do them. I'm just telling you what I did that I feel like helped me um, is definitely, I went to like some chiropractor's offices Um, I went to some local coffee shops, anywhere that had a board, the the bank that you could put, you know, like your business cards. I went and did that. I mean, I've literally had people call me a year and a half later and be like, hey, I got your business card from such and such. And I'm like, really? I put that there like a year and a half ago. (laughs) And then the other thing that you can do is um, I actually and some people feel a type of way about this, but I'm telling you, it has helped me tremendously in my area become known as like the organizer. So I went on Etsy and I got window decals. And instead of getting, you know how people get those, like the Mary Kay people, they get those kind of like rectangle things that are really hard to read and you kind of can't tell what they say. I didn't go that route. I went big and bright. (laughs) So on the back of my car, it literally says, professional organizer it says my phone number and then it says my website and I wanted it big and bright because as I'm driving down the road or someone's behind me at a red light or something they only have a few seconds to kind of see or write down the thing right but it's like a a constant marketing machine for me I'm parked at food city I'm walking in to get my groceries And someone's like, hey, can I have a card? You know, or I go pay my water bill. And I've had people literally like, you know, I ran into a friend and he was like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. What are you up to? And the lady in the back's like, she's an organizer, you know, like, and I'm like, how does she know? And then it hits me like it's on my car. Of course they know. Like everyone knows my car now because in big bright letters, which I went with orange I I wish I hadn't have because my car is white and I live in Tennessee. So I was like, I have to go with UT Orange for anyone to even care. Um, But ideally, I would have liked like a really pretty bright pink with glitter or something, you know, but you wouldn't even have to put like if you just wanted to put your, you know, the word professional organizer and your website, like, you know, you wouldn't have to put your phone number, Um, whatever would fit on the back of your car. That's an idea. I tried doing the big yard signs and it was a complete waste of money because 
within a week I drove back by and none of them were there and I'd spent like 350 bucks on on the big like yard signs you can put in places trying to think of what else a lot of the networking stuff has been more organic conversations either on like um, Facebook business platforms that uh, are groups like Knoxville entrepreneurs for you know women entrepreneurs or that kind of thing um i go in there and try to post and share you know what i'm doing or some before and afters or if i'm running a special on my website i did create a page just for realtors it's not done a thing yet like i know people go and look at it realtors do and i've started trying to tell realtors what i can do for them but my only advice when it comes to working with realtors is I would maybe wait just a little bit before you start going down that road. Because if a realtor, like you, when you go to, to present yourself to realtors, you want to have your messaging honed in. You want to look super professional online. Like the game that they play online is very like high end, the majority of them. And if they go to look at your Instagram or your Facebook or your Google and they're like, oh, well, she just start, she just created this page like three months ago, it may not land the way that it would if you would just give it a little bit of time. The other thing that I've learned with realtors is, A, we have to tell them how we can benefit them because they're all about their next sale that they are going to make. Um, and the more we work with clients, the more confidence we build and gain, plus the more we know what we enjoy doing. If you started telling realtors, oh, I love packing, like I could pack, you know, whatever. And then you start doing the packing and you're like, oh, I really hate packing people's stuff away, <laughs> you know, then you might kind of be stuck in a situation where you're like, eh. So maybe like for me, I hate doing the packing on the front end, but I love unpacking on the other end, like when people have just bought a home. But I didn't know that about myself when I first started my business. I had not a clue. I also tried reaching out to realtors because, you know, as organizers, our first thought is, oh, realtors, they're like right there with us, right? Not really. So I literally, I messaged probably, no joke, 80 realtors in my local area, letting them know I had decided that I wanted to start doing the deep clean sessions between the houses, you know, between the house owners, thinking like, oh, that would be a breeze and it's really great money because none of the furniture's in there. So how hard could that cleaning be? Wrong. It's even harder when all of the furniture is out of there because then you can see any little speck of anything. So I had put myself out there. I did like two jobs and realized I hated it, hated it with a passion. And then I was having people reach out asking me if I, you know, like they were telling their clients about me. So then I felt obligated to have to go do those jobs that I dreaded. So I just don't want you to end up, because I know in our um, questionnaire you filled out about today's coaching session, you had mentioned something about realtors. So I wanted to make sure we talked about that for a minute and that I just gave you a little bit of wisdom when it comes to the realtors, that it's really not this like stairway to clients that we think it's going to be. Yeah. 
So how are you feeling right now? Like, what are your thoughts? Give me some feedback. Yeah, these are great. And I like the idea, I guess, of narrowing it down because I think I was thinking too broad and being more specific, knowing that it might attract not just older people, but a young mom too, but kind of having a focus. I hadn't really looked at it that way. So I think that's really helpful. Post all four things is really helpful. Yeah. Like having a system, like you said in the beginning, like it would be nice if I just had the steps, like just give me the steps. <laughs> now I'll go implement it. You know, here's the thing. It's more about consistency. It's not about how often. So it's not like you have to be consistent three days a week, every single week. That's that's not the consistency when people, that it has to be. Literally, it can be one day per week. That's fine, as long as it's consistently that one day per week. It's just about slow and steady growing that thing up. Now, if you wanted to do three days a week, great, that's fine. Just figure out kind of what works for you and then go from there. And know at any point in time, if you figure out, hey, okay, well, this is maybe too much. Like, you know, I'm putting a little too much pressure on myself. Okay, great. Well, then pull back a little and do, just do it one day a week. Well, if you realize one day a week, you're like, I really think I could do two days a week. Great. Then do two days a week. Like allow yourself to learn about yourself as you're going through this process so you can keep figuring out what's best for you, not for other people, but for you. So your homework, <laughs> um, just like, you know, we give our clients our homework is just that journaling piece. Like, I really think that if you could take the time, because I know for us, a lot of us were like, just give me the next thing I need to do. The next, you know, like, go, 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 which is great. But sometimes we have to sit down and allow ourselves to reflect on like, okay, Here's how far I've come. What did, you know, like I said earlier, what did these people say were their pain points? And, and even these sessions you have coming up these four next week, like just start opening your ear to what people are saying they're struggling with or the wording that they're using. So you can make sure to start using that in your marketing, because if they're feeling that way, then guarantee someone else is feeling that way and is going to feel drawn to that. When it comes to figuring out like what content to post, I call them my neon sign moments. So if you're aware of the things that people are saying, especially during consultations, that's the best time to like make a little note or something. Because during a session, it's kind of hard to like get off to the side and make a note to yourself because we're so busy doing the thing we're doing. But it can be done. But if, if you're just aware of, you know, what were they saying that, that their problems were? What what were the emotions that they were saying? Like, what was that emotional, you know, strain that they were having? And then when they go to write a review or once you're done for the day, what was that thing that they said at the end of like that they really loved or that they were really thankful for? Or like when their eyes light up and they say something, that's always a key thing for me of like that really hit them hard of whatever that thing is. Like for me in my area, I've learned by having conversations, the word declutter, every time I would say the word declutter, people's eyes would light up. You help people declutter. But if I would explain myself as a professional organizer, they would kind of were just like glazed, like, oh, great, good for you kind of thing. But the second I said, I'm an organizer that helps people declutter or I specialize in decluttering. 
it was that declutter word every single time because we're Americans. We have too much stuff. We don't have enough time or we just don't want to have to be bothered with having to go through our stuff. And the other thing real quick for me that I always tell my clients two things. One is we're going to take it one step at a time because I don't want you to feel overwhelmed through this process. But the stress you're feeling right now, if you start to feel that stress, tell your brain, no, Samantha's coming. She's going to help me and we're going to get this figured out. Like, don't allow that overwhelm to continue because you and I are now partners. I've got your back. Like, we're going to get through this. And then the other thing is it's just about setting those expectations with your clients. You seem soft-spoken, but I feel like as soon as you get this confidence that you're going to get through working with just a handful of clients, like very quickly, you're going to start coming out of your shell when it comes to like, you know, not marketing yourself, but just telling people how you can help them. Because it's not about, oh, I can help you so I can make money. That's not our heart. Our heart is, I can help you because I really can help you. (laughs) Like, I see you're in pain. I see you're struggling. And I really do want to come and help you. And the other thing is I tell people, let's make it fun. Like, what kind of music do you listen to? What's something upbeat you listen to? All right, let's turn on some music. Like, this can be a fun process. It does not have to be this, like, dreadful, like, oh, gosh, got to do this, you know. And so when you come at it with that energy of, listen, we're going to have a good time. I've got your back. We're going to take it one step at a time. I'm going to get you through this then people are immediately like, oh, this doesn't have to be this horrible thing that I have to do, you know, and oh, Donna's got my back. That's amazing. You know, and then they become your marketing and they end up telling people because you gave them not just a, you didn't just help them declutter or organize. You gave them an experience and you helped them feel seen and heard. And that's the other piece that a lot of people I think we all forget how a lot of people don't feel seen and heard in their everyday lives. A lot of them are going through and like, you know, okay, wake up at six, get the kids ready, take them to school, go to work, do my job, get home, do dinner. Like everyone's so stuck in this cycle that when you come along and you make them feel special, just even by the words you say or or the whatever it is, you know, it could be the smallest thing that helps them feel heard and seen. That really impacts people in a way that, you know, I think we we kind of underestimate sometimes. Yeah, I think I, several times just been able to say, like, this doesn't define, I mean, because they're ashamed, right, of the clutter and the mess. And I'm like, this this isn't who you are. I mean, this doesn't define you. Like, yeah. Like an person and be able to pull out the neat qualities you see in them. So, and that's really rewarding. Yeah. Absolutely. It's rewarding for them and for us. And I guarantee those little things are going to be your sweet spot because I can tell by just the few, you know, like just talking to you, you've got that, like being able to feel their energy, to see that they're struggling, but then also being able to be like, hey, but think about it this way or, oh my gosh, like you're amazing or, you know, just freely being able to give compliments and help build others up. I think is definitely going to be like your superpower. I just asked yeah. the client next week that is completely overwhelmed with their kitchen. I just said, do you have 
um, some bags and boxes to put things in that we're going to donate because I was trying to figure out what to bring. And she's like, that just completely overwhelms me. And I'm like, it's fine. I've, I've got your back. Like, we'll just get started. We're going to do this together and you're going to be fine. And she's like, okay, my lady that is just has so much stuff and was so overwhelmed by it. Like I was able to say to her, like I said, it felt like kind of chipping away at a boulder with an ice pick because she did not want to let go of much. But I said, look, every time I leave, my car is crammed with donations and trash. Like, so look, like we are making progress. And so that was really good for her to be able to see, even though she didn't feel like she was doing enough ever. I'm like, my car's been full five times now. Like, so that was neat to be able to show that to her and, and her. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes them feel good. That That's two different things that I've learned that help them feel good to kind of measure where they're at. Right. Is either the, Hey, I've taken off this many car loads of, or this many contractor bags. That's a huge one. The other one is my before photos. So when I take a before photo at the end of the session, before I leave, if we've made a dent, now some, sometimes this doesn't work, but the majority of the time it looks better when I'm leaving than it did when we first got started to where I'm able to turn it around and say, look, this is what it looked like when we got started today. Look at how it looks now. And there's something about our brains as humans that we get clutter blind to what we're living in. But when we see it on a photo, our brain actually sees it for what it was. Yeah. And so that helps them to see. Now, sometimes we're two or three sessions in before I'll show the before photo, just because we need to get a little bit, if it's a case, kind of like what you were talking about. But most clients, especially if it's if it's like a pantry or a kitchen cupboard or something that like you're really going to see the difference from the before to the after, showing them that before when the after is beautifully setting in front of them, they're like, oh, my gosh. And then that is when you remind them, OK, I'm going to send you my link for my Google. Um, if you don't mind giving me a five star review, it really helps my business grow. And I always plant the seed if I expect a five-star review. Yeah. And I like you. I think you said it another time, but to always encourage them to go ahead and schedule for the next time while you're yes. still there. And that was. Yes. That was and that's, that's during the wrap-up phase of when I'm showing the photo or I'm mentioning like, hey, when I leave today, I'm going to go and send you um, a link. Do you mind to give me a five-star review on Google? And then I'm like, okay, so now we've gotten this done. And I just kind of go into our next step would be this. So when would you like to go ahead or, or I know you work Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, because by then we've kind of gotten to know each other a little. Or else if I don't remember their work schedule, I'll say, hey, remind me what your work schedule is. Um, can we get our calendars out so we can go ahead and get our, our next session on the books? I don't even care if it's a few weeks or a month from now. Let's just get something on the books so we can keep the momentum going. And that's kind of how I say it as we're wrapping up. You got this. I mean, it is like I'm it's going so much better than I think you think it is and that I know it feels like it is. But here's the thing. As a service based, especially organizing business, because we finish with clients, we have to get new clients. It's not like cleaning where once you get those clients, you keep them. Right. And so the fact that you already have as many Google reviews as you do. 
the fact that you've already worked with as many clients as you have in just these first few months, the fact that next week you've got four sessions booked, like it really is going better than what you think. I promise you, like I promise way better than it does for a lot of people. And the other thing is, I know you kind of said, ooh, I maybe don't want to market because I am getting kind of booked. It's better to keep planting those seeds because those seeds may not sprout till a year later or until, you know, so when you're planting those seeds, you're planting them with the idea that it's going to keep people coming. And no offense, but anybody that's ever called me and I've been like, listen, I stay booked out any at minimum two weeks at any given time. They're just like, oh, okay, well, and then I'm like, so we better get you on the calendar because I don't want to, you know, like it's, it ends up becoming like another reason for them to go ahead and book another session. And sometimes then they're like, oh, well, I need to book three because I don't want you to get booked out on me. Once they realize that you're, so it's not a bad thing to be booked out a week or two at any given time. It's really not. It just means, because, you know, you got to think for like contractors, some people are willing to wait like four months to work with a con, you know, like, so a couple of weeks when they've been living in that for who knows how long. And if it's somebody that has a deadline and you're like, listen, I'm booked out. I can't get it done like this week or something. I've learned those clients that have that like this week kind of deadline, they're never any fun to work with anyways. It's probably a blessing that you couldn't book them in. Just go ahead and pass them along. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a blessing in disguise sometimes when you can't book someone that's in a hurry. Because this is a process. It's something that needs to be a process to be done properly. And if they're not willing to go through our process with us, then they're they're not ready for the for what it is. And we don't want to work with clients that aren't ready to do this process to where it can actually benefit them. Yeah. Yeah. And can I ask you one more question before we wind up? Where are you at on your pricing right now? I'm doing sessions like you recommended. So um so about fifty dollars an hour. Very soon, which I get right now, like you've got sessions coming up and that kind of thing, but maybe giving yourself a date that those prices are going to go up if they, if it doesn't feel comfortable enough right now. You said you live in a, in a higher, have you looked to see what the other organizers in your area are charging? Yeah, it's been a while. I'm thinking closer in the seventies range, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And so maybe it ends up being. Because you're doing a four-hour session, right? And so even if it's, let's say, 247 for four hours, right? Then all of a sudden, which I was charging 247 for a three-hour session for a very long time. Um, and you're giving them a whole extra hour than what I was. <laughs> um, and you have to remind them, this is a four-hour session. And at the end of those four hours is when I'm also hauling your stuff off. Plus, it includes the free consultation. So, like, there's a lot of other things in there that are in that session price. So, I would advise the 247 for the four-hour session. Or if you get fast enough that three hours is doing it for you, then maybe you could keep it 197, but just pull it back to a three-hour session. Either way, um, I just think 50, but, like, less than 50 per hour is definitely like beginner rates, which is great right now when you're first, but you've already gone through the stages of working with friends and family, 
Like the, that was a friends and family rate, essentially, that, you know, now that you're getting into actual business, taxes have to come right off the top, plus the free consultation, plus hauling stuff off afterwards, plus your gas, plus your time. Like there's a lot, plus the trash bags you're going to buy and the gloves. Like, But I would just encourage you to be thinking, especially this next week. I think this next week of four sessions, you're going to see real quick, like, do I feel like this is worth it? Or should I maybe go ahead and like reconsider um, my pricing? I started at 35. So, um, but yeah, I, and every time I get paid, I'm like, wow, I worked really hard. <laughs> That's not that much money. So I definitely am. I, I'm definitely getting there. On. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to, I'm, I'm never a pushy coach, right? Like I don't want to push you to do what I think you should do by any means. I just want to offer you like for your own benefit, another option of like, okay, if you do want to end up keeping it at the 197, well then maybe it's time to pull it back to three hours. I would kind of test yourself this next week on the four sessions you have, see how quick or see what's done at the three hour mark versus do I need that fourth hour? And if you do need that fourth hour, fine. But then you know, okay, I'm going to keep it the four hours because I need that to get like a substantial amount done. But now I've got to up the actual price because this 197 is just not going to cut it. Now, the way I did it with the clients I already have, anytime I've upped my price, there's a couple ways. One is you can grandfather in anyone that you've given the price already to but you let them know like, hey, I've recently upped my price. I'm going to keep you at the price that I quoted you originally. I just want you to know that like moving forward, like if you call me here in three or four months, my prices will be higher. Like this isn't me giving you this price for the rest of our lives. And then the other option is to kind of, which you've got to change it on your contract and stuff and on your website and all of that first. And then how many clients do you have that you're working with right now currently? Seven, like that I have worked with and are saying they want to do another session. So yeah, that's, and that's, that's the beauty of like sessions is you can be working with a bunch of different people at once. Uh, but yeah, maybe just be aware this next week and kind of see like, do I feel like this is working or do I and do I feel like I need the four hours? Because there is those two options. Do I want to bring it back to a three hour and then keep it the rate it is? Or do I need that fourth hour to make sure I get enough done substan- you know, for the client, but then I really need to bring my price up? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yay. Awesome. Perfect. Would you have any last minute questions before we wind this up? No, you're giving me a lot to think about. So yay. Perfect. Well, and for any of you listening, if you would like to come join our membership, you are missing out. Come join us. We would love to have you. It's all about community and sisterhood and everyone supporting each other. And then of course, the replays and the workshops and the app and the list goes on and on. The more members that we have, the better and better this community is going to get. If you're interested, go to ProOrganizersCoach.com. You also get a free one-on-one coaching session, just like you just heard, that will come on the podcast. And I am always available for you to contact if you go to the links in the show notes below. And I will definitely catch you all in the next episode. Have a blessed evening. Thank you. You have been listening to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. Go to the show notes to find all of the links mentioned in this episode and hit that subscribe and automatic download button so you don't miss a single thing. Thanks for listening.